0: Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection sooner or later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at RandallJones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Bonds, by Annette L. Brown, crack, the bat-to-ball contact shoots 43,000 fans from their seats. Between our claps and shouts, my son asserts, Mom, we're watching history, this is history. He bounces on the balls of his feet. His teen eyes reflect the sparkle of stadium lights and child wonder, dazzled by the moment. We're in San Francisco, August 8th, 2007. The Giants versus the Nationals, bottom of the fifth inning. Barry Bonds has just hit his 756th career home run, breaking Hank Aaron's 33-year record. Fireworks rain over the bay, the crowd roars, swept up by the scope of the accomplishment and the joy of witnessing it, I bounce in rhythm with my son. As Bonds jogs the bases, a movie reel of personal memories makes that slow trek with him, frames connected in curled ribbons. For all my life, baseball has decorated my family's spring and summer like a seasonal centerpiece. My father raised me on orange and black. As a toddler, I nestled in the pocket of his cross legs, eating deviled egg sandwiches and listening to the game on his portable transistor radio. My dad whooped, so I whooped. We shouted in concert whenever the Giants turned to hit a blooper or a bomb. I was always Team Dad. As Bonds finishes circling the bases, Willie Mays comes onto the field to join his godson in celebration. My dad loves Willie Mays, so I love Willie Mays. For years, talk of the Say Hey Kids spiced our dinner conversations. We followed his career, marveled at his athletic feats, even huddled in front of the TV for his last at-bat Leaning forward, elbows on knees, we settled in the twin sags of our two-cushioned couch for the 1973 World Series. Indifferent to May's being a New York Met at the time, we cheered the man. We wished May's success, a home run, even a dinger or flare, something to get him on base. We hoped he'd go out a hero. He didn't. He grounded into a fielder's choice. Flattening on the couch back as if the air had been knocked out of him, my dad rested his head on my shoulder, his eyes still focused on the screen. It was a quiet goodbye to our favorite player. The applause subsides in AT&T Park. Hank Aaron appears on the Jumbotron to relinquish his record and congratulate Bonds. Older now. The face filling the screen still resembles the athlete I applauded at Candlestick Park in 1974, not long after his push past Babe Ruth's home run record. Game over. My brother and I, hoping to spy our heroes, gripped the chain links of the players' parking lot fence. Eyes wide, we watched Aaron leave the locker room, sandwiched between four armed guards, their rifles pressed to their chests. A clump of coordinated steps, the group resembled an awkward crab as they crossed the 30-foot stretch of asphalt to the open doors of the team bus. I did not know Aaron had received hundreds of death threats, a situation so serious it warranted guards with guns. I didn't realize a black man breaking a white man's record could lead to such an extreme response. However, at fourteen years old, I did recognize the wrongness of what I was witnessing. I stared unblinking, heart racing, fingers of one hand tightening on the fence, the other reaching for my brother. The guns did not bother me. I grew up in a family of hunters, but guns needed to protect the player did. Fans are quick to romanticize baseball. I do it. The diving catches, the monster home runs, the rookie batter fending off twelve pitches against the veteran on the mound. The battles are heroic. But that day, as I watched Aaron escorted to his bus, no heroism or romance was in play. Instead, the ugly side of humanity burned that image into my memory. Sparks, like fireflies, hang lonely in the distance. Mays and Aaron grace the field and screen, heroes I shared with my father and now with my son, whose experiences of this moment is untainted by musings over the fact that racism and other human failings are sometimes players. Another day I may tell him about the time I saw guns in baseball, but not today. He has a lifetime to learn. We will let this day be about celebrating a lifetime achievement. I turn from the field to watch my son, who wears a full face smile, freckles scattered over flushed cheeks, breaths woven with awe. His joy warms me. Being a fan encourages us to make space for hope, the promise of the next pitch, the next at-bat, the next game, the happy ending. Copyright 2023, Annette L. Brown. Annette L. Brown is a mother, wife, and retired teacher who lives on an almond farm in Central California where she enjoys spending time with family and friends. She is grateful for the support of the Taste Life Twice writers and the Light Society and for simply having time to write. Annette has pieces reflecting her love of nature, family, beauty, and humor in several publications including Cathexis Northwest Press, Last Stanza Poetry, Flash Fiction Magazine, Everyday Fiction, and other personal story publishing project anthologies. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's r-a-n-d-e-l-l-jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.